0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever and unto the ages of all ages. Amen. The Church has put for us all of these feasts that we celebrate for a reason. And it is because our salvation is found not in an isolated Event in the life of Christ, something that Jesus has done and has, you know, and it's done and it's finished, but in our daily living, our daily living, the life of Christ. And Jesus' life was crowned with many joyful things, right? And He wants our life to be also continually full of joy. So we have seven major lordly feasts and seven minor lordly feasts and feasts of the saints and feasts of St. Mary and feasts, and we've got, it's, it's almost like all the time there's, there's a feast. Even during Lent, there's the feast of the cross. You know, when the tone, tone, tone of the church is more solemn, um, even then we, we're celebrating a feast. If you'll know, allow me just to review a little bit We celebrated the Feast of Incarnation or the Feast of the Nativity or the Feast of the Birth of Christ or Christmas, right? And as I was saying, we really like to feast... In the, in the in the Coptic Orthodox Church, so we don't we don't celebrate Christmas for one day. We celebrate it for a season. So we celebrated Christmas from 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 Christmas Day. Of course, we were preparing for Christmas for forty three days before. So for forty three days, we've been kind of you know thinking about. The incarnation while we were fasting and then we celebrated the feast for eight days from the birth of Christ until his circumcision and we spoke a lot about his incarnation during the during the fast and so on. So we're not going to talk about it too much today, but quite simply the word became flesh. He came and he shared with us our completely our experience god beyond understanding the uncircumscribable the timeless the the ineffable ineffable means like un like there's no words by which you can associate to him you know even there's a whole branch of theology called apophatic theology you don't need to know the name but it's based on the premise that you can't actually say anything about god that is true because if you were to say that if you were to say something about God, that would limit him to that, you know? To say that God is life and only life is, is actually not true. God is life. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus is, is life, yes. But he also is death to my old man. He also commands death, you know? Which is, you know? So, uh, so he's, he's undescribable. became human, we celebrate that Feast of the Nativity, right? And to really show us how human he was. He condescended even further, humbled himself even further to be circumcised. And you find in the, 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 the gospel response in the Feast of Circumcision is, you know, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, accepted unto himself circumcision. He who, he who is the covenant chose to become under the covenant and under the law and fulfill the law on my behalf and revealed, you know, proved to us that he's really human. If you cut him, he bleeds, you know. That was the feast of, that was the feast of circumcision. Then came the feast of Theophany. We celebrate the circumcision until the feast of Theophany, like, the, like a chain, you know. So first, God was showing us His humanity. Right now, in the feast of Theophany, Theophany, God revealed a revelation of God. Right, the Holy Trinity is revealed the Father from heaven speaking, Jesus in the waters of, of the baptism, and, and the, the, the dove resting upon him. The Holy Trinity is revealed, and the first human ever receives the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in the feast of Theophany, and further, Jesus humbles himself further, and he goes to St. John the Baptist to baptize him, now think about this, who was standing in the line to to get baptized by St. John the Baptist, it says the multitudes went out to him, I assume St. John the Baptist was an organized man, I don't know, he lived in the desert, but you know, I assume he made people stand in a line, okay, so all the people are standing in a line, what kind of people are standing in this line? When they came to rebuke Jesus, he said, the tax collectors and sinners who went out to the baptism of John will be justified in the kingdom before you, he says to the Pharisees. So, Jesus stood in the line with the tax collectors and the sinners. Jesus humbled himself even further. He goes to John and he tells him, baptize me. St. John says, no, I can't baptize you. Right? And what does Jesus say? Permit it, To be so, that we may fulfill all righteousness. St. John, St. Jesus asks for permission from St. John to baptize him. He humbles himself even further, right? And his, in humbling himself, his divinity is revealed, right? So the first couple of feasts, incarnation and circumcision, were revealing to us the divinity, the, the humanity of Christ, And then the Theophany made the transition to reveal to us the divinity of Christ. How divine is He? Then comes, we celebrate Theophany for three days or two days, the Feast of Theophany and the day after. And then, when we say all of this time in the festive tune, right? And and then today, the wedding of Cana in Galilee. The wedding of Cana in Galilee, He takes the water and He changes it into wine. Folks, this is a this is an act this is an act of creation. There's there's no chemical process that water can undergo to become wine. Water. Who here has done some biochemistry? Any biochemistry? Some? Yeah, for sure. Right? You know, I was a medical doctor, not a not a, a not a not a bio, not a, bio a biochemist, right? Um, but. Right? Water is H2O. There's another element that's in alcohol, right? There's carbon. Right? There was no carbon. There was no carbon in those water pots. Where did it come from? He is the creator. He is the creator. He has he is not. He's not part of the... the, And that's why we have no good words. It it defies our language to to explain the relationship between His divinity and His humanity. He wasn't part God and part divine. He's the wholeness of divinity is in Christ. Holy human, uh, W-H-O-L-L-Y, and holy divine, right? But the Feast of Wedding, the the wedding of Canaan in Galilee is very personal, why? Because he changes the water into wine. Why does he change the water into, the, into wine? Because his mother told him to, right? So, like a good boy, he does what his mommy tells him to. And his mom tells him, please, for their sake, he he's a lady, it's not my time. She says, please, right? And so he does it. Why does he do it? Because he doesn't want them to be ashamed. You know, we do a lot of... Uh, like a lot of catering events here, a lot of, like, like a lot of, like, like we like to use food in a lot of our ministry, right? And something I learned, uh, you know, from, from, from our, like our excellent caterers and all the people who are much more experienced with food than I am, they told, uh, they, they'll tell me like how many, the first question is, you know, how many, how many people, Abuna? I tell them, I don't know, 60, 80, whatever, right? And they'll tell me, if the food runs out, then we didn't make enough. If there was food left over, then we made too much. It's almost like there's no, you can't get it right, right? But if the food, if everybody ate their fill, if everybody ate their fill completely, everybody was full and the last grain of rice was served and eaten and everybody was full in the catering world, correct me if I'm wrong, the hospitality world, that wasn't enough, right? To be hospitable is to offer more, so they were they were ashamed. They ran out of wine. Their weddings lasted they lasted a week, but they took the sabbath off, right? So they they're, they're halfway through the they're halfway through the celebrations and they they ran out of wine. They're ashamed. Jesus Jesus has compassion on us. Even if it is out of order. Even if it's not, you know, not, uh, things aren't, uh, you know, uh, c- c- aligned the way He had aligned them. Right? He has compassion on us. This, this humanity and divinity business and all this stuff we talked about in the stuff before. The feast of the wedding of Canaan in Galilee is saying that Jesus did this for you by name. He, he is divine for you. To change... Your water into wine. We've spoken about this a multitude of times. What's another big difference between water and wine other than the chemical structure? Wine has alcohol, wine has spirit, wine has life, has a life to it, right? You drink enough of it, it kind of changes you, right? It makes you, you know, a little funnier, a little greases the wheels, you know, whatever, right? Water, water is just water. Water's dead. Wine, it's kind of living. Jesus came to take my water, the things that are kind of dead in my life, and give life to them, right? What's one of my favorite verses in Judges 9, 13? It says that wine cheers both gods and men. It's not speaking about God like, you know, uh, but God, the the Holy Trinity, because it says gods with a small g and s, right, and humans. Or in Psalm 104, verses 14 and 15, it says, and wine that makes glad the heart of men. Jesus came to give joy to the wedding of Cana of Galilee, not necessarily only strictly through wine, right, I'm not advocating alcoholism, obviously, as the synaxarium was, was clearly, clearly, you know, clarifying to us, right? But that God's, that Jesus is wholly human and wholly divine for one of the major purposes is to fill your life with joy. Many times I go to my spiritual father and I tell him that I'm, I'm really having a lot of trouble uh, with this aspect of the service, and he'll tell me, Tell me, Abuna, if there's no joy in your service, God is not there. You're not doing it right. If there's no joy in your marriage, then something is wrong. That's not what God designed marriage for. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a new complex way of doing dishes, you know, or taking the trash out, or, you know. God wants that you to have joy. He wants you to have joy And the Feast of the Wedding of Cana of Galilee is telling us that the power to bring joy in your life is the divinity of God. So there's there's an endless supply of power to bring joy to your life. Let's get practical. How? It's very simple. One, St. Mary interceded for those people and I'm sure she intercedes for us. Two, she told them Take these water pots and take them to Jesus. They had no reason to listen to her. First of all, these water pots, not to get into too many details, but this was like a customary thing for the Jews that they did in weddings because they lasted so long, so they had they'd have six water pots, okay? One for each day of, of, of the wedding. Like I told you, it lasted a week, but they took the Sabbath off. Saturday off, so they had these six water pots, right? So this was like a customary thing, you know? The water pots to them were like what the benches in the church are to you, you know? You never walked into the church, you're like, oh, there's benches. You know, they're always there, you know? It wasn't something special. It was something mundane. It was something mundane. God is telling you, and He's telling me, I want to take something in your life which is mundane this week. This week... This work week, this week at school, I want to take something which is mundane, something which is routine, something which is just matter of fact. I don't know, it could be commuting, it could be uh, walking to to a class, it could be uh, some chore you have to do at work. You know what I mean? It's your job to, uh, I don't know do This or that, or, 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 or update some list, or, or, or whatever. We all have, you know, we all have like, like amazing parts of our life, and we have other things in life that are just chores, right? Or a chore at home, something mundane. God wants to take something routine, day to day, mundane, boring, a chore, and He wants to breathe life into it. He wants to transform it. He wants to use his creative power to bring life into it. All I need to do is to bring it to Jesus in obedience. Like, like those servants did. They didn't say, but they're just the water pots. Like, what, what's he going to do with the water? They didn't ask questions. They just did it. So we also need to learn to just obey him immediately and bring him something mundane in our lives. The second thing The second thing is, we have to believe him when it seems a little crazy. You know, bring him the water pots, and he's gonna. And then they, and then they told, and then they, and then he tells them, like, dip a cup in the water pot and take it to the master of the feast and tell him this is the wine. The servant must have been looking at Jesus like, "I'm gonna get fired," you know, right? But he didn't. He just did it. He just did it. So when God takes something mundane in your life and it looks like nothing has changed and then He tells you to do something crazy, just do it. Just do it. Because God wants to take the leftovers and the boring things in our life and breathe new life into them and bring, make them a source of joy, overwhelming joy. So much so that you and I will say with the master of the feast, How is it, how is it, God, that you saved the best for last like this? Glory be to God forever and ever, man. I have sinned, forgive me. My fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters, please pray for me.